What is up, golf addicts? It's David and Pat coming at you for another podcast brought to you by rotogrinders.com. Head over to rotogrinders.com if you are into fantasy sports at all, any fantasy sport, check them out. The premium membership comes highly recommended by Pat and I. Uh, you will not regret it. We have got a huge show tonight. I'm excited. Pat, are, are you excited? Man, I, I cannot contain my excitement. This is uh, this is going to be huge, and uh, you know, we, obviously, we got the Ryder Cup coming here later this week, but we have a lot to cover before the Ryder Cup. So, I'm ready to go, man. How about you? You have a you have a premium boxed wine selection for tonight. As, I do. As it, a celebratory it is, beverage. It is so premium. I mean, it cost at least twenty dollars. Nice. So that's, that's solid. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. So I'm I, I I can't wait. I just hope that I'm I don't have to refill during this this magnificent you know announcement that we're gonna make tonight. So. It's a Catalina wine mixer. So I don't know if you got the reference there or not. <laughs> no, I, did, I had not. no idea what you what clearly you... clearly clearly by the silence. All right. Uh, that would be a Step Brothers uh, okay. reference. I, I never anyway. saw that movie. What? No, I haven't seen that one. All I mean, I may, I've seen some parts of it, but not all the way through. Okay. Well, okay, we need to talk about that later. Good God. What am I? What am I doing right now? Who am I? Who? Who's my co-host right now? All right, um, let's like focus here because we, we want to remind we want to remind you guys that uh, we released a couple of good strategy podcasts out last week. We uh, we sat down with Notorious from Roto Grinders, uh, definitely a daily fantasy sports expert in both the NFL and PGA. He specifically talked about building cash lineups and how he goes about. Picking contests and building lineups, we highly recommend it. And then before him, we did our GPP strategy show with Justin Van Zuden of Roto Grinders, also an expert, won a lot of money in uh, in DFS and GPPs in particular. So go give those shows a listen, especially before you know the new PGA season kicks off here in a couple of weeks at the Safeway in Napa. You would do yourself some good, you know, if you if you give those shows a listen, pick up a, free, a few tips uh, that would that would be recommended. Uh, you know, the other thing we want to do is we want to remind you guys to leave us a review on iTunes. We've not really been hammering that lately. Um, you, you guys got berated with it pretty good when we first started, so thanks to those who have already left a review. But we would ask that you guys take the time to leave a review. It doesn't cost you much, maybe about two or three minutes. Go to iTunes, give us an honest review. We do read them all, and we would appreciate any feedback. And if it's a good review, especially a good one, and if it's really funny and clever, we might just read it on the show. Like we had that one guy. Remember him, Pat? Yeah. It was, yeah, good. it was good. It was good. Um, all right. Well, so we got a few things. We got three major topics tonight that we're going to cover. One being Ryder Cup. One being our major, major announcement and the news that we have been teasing and waiting to share with the world for a few, uh, you know, a few weeks now. And uh, and then the, the first thing though that we want to talk about is you know the unfortunate loss to the golf community to the to the world really with Arnold Palmer passing um just just yesterday and uh you know 87 years old arnie was clearly declining in uh in health you could kind of tell you know this being the first year this past masters he hasn't hit the uh, the ceremonial tee shot and um you could just see the health declining there and, and you know obviously arnold palmer 
touched a lot of people in his day, both on the golf course and off the golf course. And uh, so there's so many good Arnie stories, like really good Arnie stories. But Pat and I, lucky enough to have our own kind of Arnie stories. And um, and we just thought, you know, some of you guys may have heard these before, but we thought it'd be cool and, and a good reminder, uh, again, of just kind of how, how cool of a person Arnold Palmer was. So take a minute and share those stories um, with you. They're they're pretty cool. We've been tweeting about them, and a couple pictures have gotten a lot of a lot of attention. So you may have seen those on Twitter. So you'll get a little background here. But Pat, I was going to have you, you know, really tell us about your story first. I think it's pretty powerful, and obviously Arnold Palmer has meant a lot to your family. So explain uh, explain how you've how, how you've known the King. Yeah, well, you know, I appreciate that, and and uh, it's. You know, it, when you're looking at like the Golf Channel today has has uh, pretty much all day spent time on uh, Arnie and and just stories about him, and and there's so many people that you know he impacted their life in in different ways, and and it's not an exaggeration to say how great of a man he is. I mean, not just in golf, but in but in everything, and um. You know, for me, he was very special to my family. Um, you know, when I I grew up, I had a, a brother who was um, born with a, a, a birth defect and also a, um, a rare blood disorder. And, you know, so it was a it was it was tough with that for Rob. Uh, and, and that was his name. And and Rob loved golf. I mean, he loved you know, everything about it. And he couldn't, you know, we're going to play a, a voicemail from my dad uh, here in a little bit, but, but Rob had only four fingers and, and couldn't really bend his elbows. But the way he swung the club was just majestic. And he would, uh, he beat all the juniors. I mean, you should see all the trophies that he has. And it was just out of pure determination. But so he touched a lot of lives you know, with how he approached the game and how he approached life, even though, in you know, it was a short life in nine years. And, you know, I feel like almost like Arnie kind of was an extension of that for me, you know, watching watching him play and watching how he was. And, um, you know, we had a special moment with him when, when Rob was very young and, uh, you know, we got to, and I posted a, a picture of this on our Twitter account, but Rob got to, to do um, a photo shoot and some other things with Arnold uh, when he was very young. And, you know, Arnold was just so gracious and just kind and, you know, just such a gentle part. And, and it, you know, it was very special for our family. And, and it, so when he passed and I heard about that, it, it kind of just, you know, it brought back memories of, of, of not just him and his greatness, but Rob as well. And, and, and so for me, it was, um, it's, it's been a tough day, but I've, uh, you know, sometimes when you think of these memories of not only Arnie, but, but my brother, for me, it also, there's a little bit of happiness there as well, because, you know, you just, I don't know, it's just incredible. And I, I, I'm I'm trying to get through this without being, you know, too upset, I guess, but it, it's uh I loved Arnie. Uh, I I'm going to miss him. Uh I love my brother. And I miss him every day, but um again, I think, you know, we should probably play my dad's quick 
you know, voicemail to us, which I thought was pretty special as well for Dad to call in and to the hotline bling number and, and leave this, uh, this, this message that you're going to hear right now. Hey, David and Pat, this is Dad. I was calling in to give you all a little story about my son, Rob. Uh, as, as you know, Rob was born with bilateral absence of the radius bone and no thumbs, but he had a real passion for golf. Well, when he was about three or four years old, I was on the board of the local March of Dimes chapter, and we had the brilliant idea that maybe we could get Arnold Palmer, who at that time was a national spokesperson for the March of Dimes, since he was going to be in Augusta for the Masters, to, to shoot a public service announcement for our local chapter. So we contacted Doc Griffin, Arnold Palmer's longtime personal assistant, and they emphatically agreed to help us with that. And we decided we would use Rob in that. So we went, we, of course, very nervous, got Rob dressed, and we went over to where Arnie was staying that week of Masters. And and they received us with open arms, never been felt more at home. Uh, Rob and uh, Arnold Palmer just got along great. Uh, they shot the little uh, uh, PSA, and, and Rob and Arnie talked for a little while about golf and, and just the most warm, nice person you can possibly imagine. So I thought I'd relate that to you guys, and hope you all have a great show tonight. Thanks. Bye. All right. So we really appreciate Pat's dad, P. Perry Sr., taking some time and uh, calling the the hotline bling. Uh, you know, I, I love it, man, and I love that picture. You know, I look at the picture, and you see Rob, and, and you can tell that, that obviously – uh, physically, Rob was uh, was not was not able to to do the things that that he probably wanted to do, and uh, yet he overcame obviously on the golf course. and And then you look at Arnie, man. Like I just look at his forearms and his hands. Like, he just looks like such a monster. And and those I don't know. He just had like Popeye arms. Um, he did. That is exactly a, is a great way to explain it. Yeah. Yeah, like just such a strong dude, man, and uh, and I that's just one of the greatest pictures. I love that picture of of Arnie and your brother, and appreciate your dad being willing to share that with us. That's that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, man, it was uh, just definitely special, and so we mourn the loss uh, of, of Arnie today. But um, man, what a great life, a, a great man, and um. You know, he touched a lot of folks, as, as as anybody who's a listener of ours, I'm sure, has seen. And I mean, you look at all the tweets and the messages and everything from President Obama to anything. I mean, it's just it's been amazing. So, um, again, we uh, he he's the man. He's the king. So and I know you've got, you know, a kind of more of a lighthearted story about about him. So. Kind of talk us talk to us a little bit about. I know you got to caddy for him and uh, spend a day with him. So give us, you know, I want to hear about that. You know, I've heard it before, but I want to hear it again. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, most listeners probably know because I say it a fair amount. But I caddied at the Augusta National for a couple years, and uh, in the fall, it was actually about this time, maybe a little later into October. But in October of '08, I um, was able to. 
very luckily land in Arnie's group at Augusta, set up to play 18. He was playing with three friends from Latrobe. They had just flown in for the day. Uh, his friends were all kind of in their 50s, early 60s, you know, a little bit younger than Arnie was. So at this time, um, I guess Arnie would have been, uh, what's that, like 80, what was he, uh, 79 years old or so. So, you know, he, he was getting up there, but he was still able to to go out and, and, and hit the golf ball. And obviously it's a pretty reverent feeling i mean it just feels very surreal and and reverent to be walking the grounds of the national with arnold palmer um so it was pretty amazing i was pretty starstruck obviously which i i I tended not to get you know just being at augusta you run into people like that but with arnie it was just different and um yeah a few holes in you you could see, I mean, Arnie just wasn't hitting the ball like he used to. He wasn't hitting the ball like he saw it, you know, like he saw it in his eye and in his mind. Um, and, you know, he wasn't very long anymore, obviously, and, and just things weren't happening. And, and he would get, what I remember so vividly about that day is he would get so upset at himself, like genuinely, not not being like one of those guys that's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm professional and I got to act like a, like a, I'm the best, but like genuinely, I feel like he would have been doing the same thing if you're the only person on the golf course. He was so competitive with himself and hated the fact that his body couldn't do what he knew, you know, he, he was great at for so long. And to hear Arnold Palmer, you know, during a practice round, you know, just a, a play round with buddies, you know, cuss at himself or, you know, get mad at himself or say, you know, Arnie, you dumbass, you know, like say that about himself when he hit a bad shot, which is what all of us do, but none of us are Arnold Palmer. To hear him do that was so weird. And and I was talk I was talking to Caddy's walking down the fairway like, can you believe this? Like can can you believe that we're listening to Arnold Palmer complain about his game and like what is happening right now? Like, yeah, I just wanted to go, Mr. Palmer, like, don't, don't sweat it. You know, like, I, and I knew that wouldn't carry any weight with him, but you just wanted to kind of go, look, man, like y- you could do anything out here and, and you're a God, you know? Um, so I remember that being really, really surreal, but he was a total gentleman. He was extremely kind to the caddies. He didn't, he didn't take shots to, to make the caddies feel like, like less of, you know, lesser people or to make us feel dumb or, you know, he, he didn't make fun of anybody or, or, you know, I mean, he had some, some joking around with his buddies and stuff, but he was just a, a nice guy. He was humble. He, um, he wanted to make sure his guests had a great time and it was, it was fantastic, man. It was just surreal as it could be. And we were, you know, obviously at Augusta, you did not make a habit of asking for an autograph or getting a picture that just wasn't something that you were allowed to do. They didn't really care who it was. Um, but we were walking down like number 10 or 11 and I went to the senior caddy and I said, Hey, listen, like, I don't care. I'll get fired. I don't care if they fire me, but I can't, I can't do this and not have a picture, you know, with Arnie. I I have to have it. Like, will you talk to him about it? And so we're walking up to 17 T and he said, Hey, you know, Arnie said he'd do it, but we got to do it on 18 T box. And it's one picture with all all four or uh, yeah all four caddies, and uh, and he'll sign he'll sign one one thing for you. 
And I was like, awesome. So we took our picture. That's the one I posted on Twitter yesterday and took the picture. Um, he was gracious to do that. And, and then he signed a, a scorecard for me, which obviously I've kept pretty under lock and key here for the last eight years. Um, and then the, the last like really cool moment, he hit his second shot into the fairway bunker uh, on the left side of 18. And then he, he, he hit it out and was about 20 yards short of the green on the front right side. The pin was kind of that Sunday location, front left. And so he had like a little, you know, 30, 40 yard little chip up the hill. And uh, his caddy was left raking the bunker. So I grabbed Arnie's bag and I walked up with his bag and my player's bag and I walked up to him. My guy was on the green. So I left his caddy to rake and, and, and I took the bunk, the, the bag and I presented it to him at the pitch shot and I'm standing there and he like waggles and he starts to take his practice swing and he looks up at me and, and I'm sure I, I doubt he remembered my actual name, but he looked at the name tag on my hat and he said, Hey, uh, Hey David, you know what I'm going to do after this? And I said, no, no, sir, Mr. Palmer. And he said, I don't know if you know, but there's a real pretty young lady up there that'll give you a nice, a nice chair massage. And I think after this, I'm going to have a sandwich um, a cocktail, and I'm going to get a chair massage from that nice young lady. And I said, Mr. Palmer, that sounds f- great, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt and, you said uh, that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't say that. And he just put his head down, hit his chip, made a couple putts, and then walked off. You know, I mean, it, it was <laughs> it was so cool, man. So um, a lot of love for Arnie, and uh, definitely definitely a loss in the in the golf world, though, for sure. So yeah, it's huge, but but. Again, just just what a life, man. He he was uh, he was great, fantastic in every meaning of the word, or the non-word. As you, but I just I don't know. I love the man, and it was um, very sad. But uh, you know, uh, you know, he he lived a great life. So he absolutely did. And if anything, Arnie wants to have Arnie always wanted to have fun, man. The guy was the guy was about having fun, and um. Yeah, you know, that's that's what we're going to continue to do here. So we're going to keep making golf fun, growing the game, growing tour junkies, and uh, hopefully, you know, bringing some humor and some fun to your day if you choose to spend time listening to us. So that kind of takes us into Pat, our big announcement. You know, we've been teasing this for a few weeks. We've been talking about it for a little bit. We want to get to some Ryder Cup preview. Um, we obviously are going to the Ryder Cup. We could not be more excited about that. So we're going to talk about the Ryder Cup. But before we do, we've got to talk about this big announcement. And and Pat, I don't really know how should we do this, man. I mean, what do you what do you think? Do you want to you want to start it off? You, uh, yeah, actually, or do you want think, me to start it off? I think you should start it off. You know, okay. I mean, I think this is so, this is uh, you know, you do it, you go. So here's 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 what happened. Tour junkies. Um, you know, we did our T-shirt thing, man, and we saw some folks. We got some people messaging us, emailing us, asking us, man, can we? do you have some swag? Do you have a T-shirt? Do you have a Yeti? Well, you know, what do you have? And uh, and so we did the T-shirt sales thing, and it went well, man. And But what we learned is, you know, our, our logo wasn't quite uh, 
wasn't quite where it needed to be to be flexible enough to go on a lot of different things, you know, because us golfers, man, we love culture and we love style. So, you know, we we wanted, we wanted to see the tour junkies logo fit on a t-shirt, but also on a hat or uh, a head cover or a golf shirt or whatever that may be. And so, uh, you know, we started kind of dreaming about, how that could look and and as you guys have obviously seen now at this point um through the 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 icons on uh twitter and facebook and google play and itunes or whatever however you're listening to us we got a little we got we got a little upgrade man and uh, and it all started because a fine company by the name of we're stewart um that is we're stewart w-i-e-r-s-t-e-w-a-r-t.com at where Stewart on Instagram, at where Stewart on Twitter. I got to give them their plug because you know. Um, well, they do fantastic work. So it's, they they I they mean, really really do. These guys are so above Pat and I and Tour Junkies. It is not even funny. Like the level of clients that they work with is so above what we are that we are eternally grateful for them taking on this project. And and doing it so willingly for us um, that you know they're they're kind of kind of buddies of Pat's and and I I'd, I'd like to call them friends as well here even though I've just gotten to know them here recently but you know they basically said we we want to take tour junkies and we like tour junkies and we want to we want to help you guys rebrand this thing so they kind of went away in their little creative holes for months and months at a time and um, came out with a mascot and came out with a new. A new, a new icon, a new font, and kind of this new idea of how to present tour junkies and and take it to the to the next level. So, um, you know, first of all, we just want to thank that crowd. I mean, Alex, Daniel, Beth, Amanda, Froof, Sean, Judah, Felix, Leonard, Lauren, intern Stacy, and you know all the rest of the the Wear Stewart crew. We just want to thank them um, a ton for the work that they've done. It's it's unbelievable, um, but it's 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 exciting. So you know we've got the mascot, Pat. Do you want to talk a little bit about the mascot? Yeah. So the mascot at first, it's kind of one of those things where you you sort of wonder about it first, and you're like, ah, we'll see what happens with this. I don't, I don't know what, what what could be a tour junkies mascot, but they came up with to me, the perfect mascot for us, which is a blind squirrel. And, you know, when you talk about we, what we do, we talk about fantasy, we talk about, you know, in some ways gambling, and, and it's, it's kind of, you know, like a blind squirrel, you know? Or, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. So they, uh, they came up with a great mascot for us. But the, the best thing is the name, you know? I mean, yes. Golby, yes, that is yeah, the can, name of this mascot. And yeah, can I know, tell that story? Yeah, you can tell that story. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't really give you much time. I just love yeah. that story. So we we had the mascot. We agreed on the blind squirrel. We love the way that it fit thematically with like what we do and and the luck aspect of this. But also, listen, you know, we want tour junkies to be fun. We don't want it to be stuffy. We don't want it to be stiff. We want it to be fun, and it's a it's it's some luck involved. Um, obviously, we put a lot of research and time and effort into this, as a lot of you guys do too. So there's a lot of skill involved as well. But there's there's always that element of luck, and we just 
just want it at the end of the day to be fun. So Golby comes out, right? Golby is birthed. And we're sitting around at Ware Stewart's office talking about the brand. And um, we had already seen a glimpse of Golby and knew that we'd have to come up with a name. But we kicked around some names, and, and, and we weren't really settled on one. And Alex Ware of Ware Stewart said, you know, it would be cool is if you named it, like, after, a, after an old golfer. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, it would have to be, it couldn't be, like, a Jack or, you know, you know somebody like that, somebody famous, like, really well-known. It'd have to be somebody kind of on the fringe because, you know, we, we, we like the guys kind of on the fringe. And, um, and he said, what about Bob Golby? And Pat and I were like, what? And he said, Bob Golby won the 1968 Masters in your hometown, the place where Tour Junkies was born, won the Masters after walking off the the 18th green on Sunday, tied, ready for an 18-hole at that time playoff the following Monday when his playing partner or his competitor who... He was tied with, which was uh, uh, um, D-, D. Vincenzo, I think is his last name. I think he signed... butchered. I think he butchered that. But did you, I, you did I butcher clo- that? Yeah, you were close though. I'm he not gonna. Signed... I'm not gonna attempt it to. to yeah, say. no. He he signed the incorrect scorecard, taking penalty shots and giving Golby the 1968 green jacket. So. It was just perfect. I mean, it was obviously a lot of skill that got him there. There's nothing that says that Golby wouldn't have have beat him, you know, coming around to the playoff on Monday. He very well could have. He obviously played well to, uh, you know, especially on Sunday to to tie. But a little bit of luck prevented him from having to do so. And so it was just perfect. The squirrels, the blind squirrel's name is Golby. Now, Having done a little bit more research on Bob Goldie, what's also affirming is, so that week, uh, you know, back in the day, a lot of PGA Tour players did not have regular caddies like they do now. They they just kind of picked guys either locally or some guys that would just show up, you know, to carry the bag. And uh, he had not met his caddy for that year's Masters until the week of. And happened to be the caddy's nickname was Marble Eye. Because old Marble Eye happened to be blind in one eye and had a marble in his eye, which is fantastic. Also, very alluding, alluding to the blind squirrel. And, uh, and what's even more gangster about, about old Marble Eye is Bob Golby tells a story in a 1968 Sports Illustrated article that after winning the Masters, he gave Marble Eye about two or $3,000 as his cut for, for caddying and asked him, invited him to come down to Florida the very next week and caddy for him in a different tournament. When Marble Eye showed up in Florida the following week, Golby said he showed up in brand new green leather gator shoes, which is just killer. I mean, I can't, I can't be more proud of Marble Eye for that choice. Like, you, 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 you get that nut, right? You just trip into the guy who, who you know, halfway lucked into winning the tournament, and you blow it on green gator shoes. I, I just think that's incredible. So I don't, I don't like anything involved with gators, but we'll, yeah, we'll, well, we'll move on from that. We just felt like Golby was the perfect – it was just too perfect of a story. So the Tour Junkies mascot now posted up everywhere being Golby, 
taken from the Bob Golby store. Bob's still alive, actually. He's um, he's he's still alive, and uh, we'd love to have him on the show one day. I'd love to interview him about that. I know that uh, that obviously he was a great golfer. Actually, had eleven PGA Tour victories in his career, that being his only major. Uh, another great thing about Bob Golby that that we know is uh, apparently. Bob was known for a few things on tour. A lot of the players on tour called him, uh, you know, kind of a bulldog, kind of a, a big personality, um, very animated, got along. You know, a lot. Of, most people liked him. He was kind of, you know, kind of out there, but we liked that. And also he was known for the nastiest hook on tour. <laughs> like people on tour basically said that when Golby's game went south, when he wasn't playing well, his huge miss off the tee was a disastrous duck hook, and uh, like that it was just famous. It was like the Golby hook. Well, that was like more of a hook than anyone else's hook, which is also phenomenal because that just, to me, this 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 just epitomizes the tour junkies and and what we're about and what we like and and what we love about golf and and culture and being able to laugh at ourselves and have a good time. So. Bob Golby, if you're out there, if if anyone knows Bob Golby or how we can get in touch with him, we want to have him on. But uh, but but Golby is the new mascot. Uh, obviously, a little different TJ look and a little different uh, font as well that you can see. And uh, so we got some new images out there. We got some new uh, you know some new branding, if you will, going on. Um, we'll we'll also have uh, also have a a, a new website coming. So we want to give you that heads up too. The new website should be out on Friday of this week. So Friday of the Ryder Cup week, the new website should launch and you will be able to get your hands on some new Tour Junkies merch and some new Tour Junkies gear. And it is top-notch, high-quality, A-class crap. So just be ready for that. And the new site's going to be baller. Pat, what what would you add, or you know, what do you, what do we what else do we need to to convey to the folks about the the, the new the new launch? Well, I just think that um, you know, there's been this has been a project that seems to have been it's for, on our end, as as you would probably say, has taken a long time, <laughs> but. But there's been a lot of you know time and effort put into this, and um, we love what we're putting out there, and it's just fun. And I think that um, any of our listeners, especially the loyal ones who've been listening to us for a while, um, you know, we can't wait for you to see this and 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 check us out and and just remember what we're we're trying to do and what we're all about. That this is just this is fun for us and. Um, I also have to thank Ware Stewart. Uh, Alex Ware is a great friend of mine, and, and they have, uh, I, I don't know about you, but every time we've talked to them and they've they've told us what they're doing for us, it just blows my mind. I mean, it, it's just, yep. it's been incredible um, because they they didn't have to do this, but they did because they believe in us and they believe in the tour junkies and and what we're all about and and that's why I think this is uh is going to be good and um of course Golby is the perfect name um and it didn't really take us that long to come up with that because we did you know kind of toss it around for a second but it it didn't take too long and and Alex is definitely uh to be commended for that but uh I can't wait till the website you know gets ready and is is launched but um you know listeners out there um, you know, check this stuff out. 
get get uh buy our stuff, right? I mean, wouldn't, that's the first thing I'd say, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know, um, we hope you guys like the new direction. We hope you guys will share the uh, the launch for us. It's really exciting. You know, obviously we do this show every week. It 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 costs you nothing, and and we're not in this to get rich. We never have been. Uh, I don't know that we can. <laughs> yeah, um, that's definitely know, true. We we've always kind of leaned towards not having some kind of content subscription service or anything like that we just love doing the show and and we we've always appreciated podcasters who give us a great experience when we're in the car and we're on our commute or we're on the way to pick up the kids from school or whatever it is and we just want to listen to something that's entertaining and informative so that's what we try to do and uh, for us we want to keep getting better at that we want to go to more events we want to be able to do more uh, more things make make better connections improve the quality of the show and and really the, the best way that we can do that at this point now is to grow the grow the tour junkies following and the brand through um Golby and through some of the other stuff that's about to come out and uh and so just stay tuned for that and we really would appreciate in in return uh, your continued listening and and your support so uh, obviously listening is the number one thing so we just appreciate you for for doing that and giving us your time because we know that there are thousands of podcasts out there and you can only pick a few you can't listen to all of them so uh, well that's that's awesome you know on top of that, too, I mean, I can't thank our listeners enough for, you know, what they do and 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 how they've supported us. I mean, we started this thing, I guess, you know, about this time last year. Well, you and I started before that, but as far as when we first released our first podcast, and our listeners have been great. They've been very supportive, and uh, we 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 hope they'll continue to support us. As I know they will. And, um, so this is a, it's a, it's a huge thing for us. So we're, we're excited. I'm a little nervous, a little nervous on how, on, you yeah. know, you, you got to admit, you, you've got a little nervousness to you, don't you, David? Agree. But, yeah, I, mean, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun. I mean, and that's what, that's why we started this and, and why we do it every day and why we love it. Uh, so I, I'm just can't wait to get this, get this going. And now we now get to go to the Ryder Cup, right? Yeah, so. yeah. And here's what's going to be really fun too. In addition to being able to go to the Ryder Cup, which is just going to be a blast, and we've already got it set up to meet a couple of you guys. Uh, there's a few listeners that have already reached out to us saying you're going to the Ryder Cup. So hey, if you have not reached out to us and told us that you will be there, we want you to let us know. Uh, we will be there uh, pretty much Thursday through Monday, or sun, definitely Sunday, but a little bit on Monday, and and are looking forward to meeting as many of you as we can and hanging out and um and watching some golf together but you know here's here's what i would tell you who are who are going to be at home watching the coverage on tv as i know you'll be glued in be on the lookout for some Golby swag man we have got some gaudy just tacky gaudy is a american flag yeah american flag rocking Golby t-shirts that are just stars and stripes and a big fat Golby head on the front that we are going to be proudly wearing and uh, and cheering on Team USA along with some Golby hats. So we've got uh, about 15 or so of us that will be down there, you know, walking the grounds of Hazeltine, rocking the Golby swag and the TJ swag. So if you spot that on TV, man, hey, you know, d- d- screenshot that Screenshot it. it. 
screenshot it and, and shoot it out there, man. We, we're excited. We'd love to. We'd love to see that if that works out. Um, and if you're down there, please let us know. Uh, we're, we're really looking forward to it. These are not shirts that are shirts or hats that are for sale. This is just for Ryder Cup attendees only, and uh, we're just trying to launch the brand. So be on the lookout for the guys in the really gaudy. And you know, it's Ryder Cup, so everybody's wearing wacky stuff. So we may not stand out all that much, but. You will recognize a big fat squirrel head on a on a t-shirt. That's for sure. So, uh, and with that, you know, let's let's talk Ryder Cup, Pat. I mean, I think uh, we're excited about the brand. Once again, I appreciate you guys and uh, you know support it. If you hate it, I'm really sorry um, that we can't please everyone. Although we'd love to, but we can't, and we'll just move on. But uh, Ryder Cup, man, Ryan Moore gets the gets the nod after going toe to toe with Rory for about four holes. Um, Ryan Moore gets it, and he's the final captain's pick for Team USA. The teams are finalized, so you know the U.S. Captain Love now has uh, five co-captains: Jim Furyk, Tom Lehman, Steve Stricker, Tiger Woods. And then, you know, Bubba Watson, who you could definitely make an argument for, should have been a player, and is now just begged to be a captain. And whoa, whoa, be whoa, wait, wait a second. He's not a co-captain, is he? Yes, he is. He is asked to be a co-captain, and Davis Love has granted it to him. His name is already on the side of a golf cart in Hazeltine that says, Co-Captain Bubba Watson. Huh. Okay. Which, you know what? I mean... Props to Bubba, because if that were me, I don't think I'd be all that interested. Like, but the dude is patriotic. Like, we know that. He wants he wants the Ryder Cup in the U.S., and he wants to be a part of it. And he should have been. To me, he should have been a part of it. But, um, and I'm not necessarily saying he should have been a part of it over Ryan Moore. I, I almost feel like he should have been a part of it over Ricky Fowler. But whatever side of that you, you fall on, Bubba is now a co-captain. He is one of five co-captains, the task force, if you will, that is to bring the Ryder Cup back to the U.S. since the first time since 2008 we have not had the Ryder Cup. Well, I, yeah, we, I, I don't mind him as a co-captain. I mean, that's fine and all, but I, you kind of shocked me a little bit with that. I, I never really saw that, but... Um, but it, but I don't in, in think a, he I don't think he should have been been on the team. So I mean I guess that's yeah I do. You know. But we we don't have to argue that it's over now. But yeah, but just, but you know I do love Tiger being a co-captain. I think I think that's yeah fantastic for us. Um, well, and if he doesn't get his game together in the next three or four years, he'll be a captain, which will be fantastic. I mean yeah. that, that'll be amazing. Yeah. And and just for just for the sake of the show, just to run down the team real quick, your captain's picks for the U.S. are Cooch, Ricky, J.B. Holmes, and Ryan Moore. The guys who qualified were D.J., Zach Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Phil, Patrick Reed, Brant Snedeker, Jordan Spieth, and Jimmy Walker. And then for Team Europe, you have Captain Darren Clark, co-captains Thomas Bjorn, Padraig Harrington, Paul Lowry, Ian Poulter, and Sam Torrance. Your captain's picks, only three for Team Europe. Keimer, Peters, and Westwood, the old Wiley veteran who's been talking trash on Twitter already. And then you've got uh, Cabrera Bello, Fitzpatrick, Sergio, Rory, Rose, Stinson, Sullivan, Willett, and Chris Wood. So those are your rosters for the Ryder Cup. Um, 
You know, our plans, first of all, we uh, we are super excited. We're going to be in Minnesota on Thursday. I think we'll just be playing a little golf on Thursday. And then Friday, we are going to get out to the tournament. Saturday, we're going to get out to the tournament. And Sunday, we're going to get out to the tournament. Uh, in the meantime, we're looking at maybe going to Lumpy's party. That looks like a lot of fun. Old Tim yeah, I can't Heron, wait for that. PGA yeah. Tour. Got him a party going on the lake there at uh, uh, Excelsior, Minnesota. That looks like a good place. So we'll be hanging out with all the, you know, the the Yankees up there in Minnesota, and we'll have a good time. Looking looking forward to hanging out with Moose at Mooseonomics and some other listeners who are going to be up there. So it's going to be a great week for us. And as we as we already mentioned, we'll just be walking around the course uh, with the big squirrels on our t-shirts and and screaming loud things about the U.S. So. Um, what what do you think, Pat? I mean, what are the storylines for you? What are you interested in checking out um, when we're there? And and kind of, I would also say, like, what are some pairings that you'd be interested in seeing? Well, first off, I mean, this is uh, it's just it's an event that obviously I've never been to, so I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm used to going to the Masters and and things like that, but this is going to be totally different. So I'm just. I can't wait to just see what the atmosphere is like. I mean, we talked to Stephen Bowditch a few weeks ago about how like just every hole is pressure, and it's just a different, you know, feeling for these players. So I, I kind of just I, I want to feel like what the vibes like at this, and at the you know, and and I think so. I, I'm excited about that part. Um, as far as the actual play. Um, yeah, I think Davis Love has some tough choices that he's got to make. Um, you know, this is a very long course. I mean, you look at East Lake, which we considered long, was about 7,300 yards, but this course is 7,600 yards, which we've talked about um, many courses this year, but that is definitely one of the longer ones um, that we're going to talk about, par 72. Um, you got a lot of dog legs. Um, you know, I think obviously length is going to be a big deal, but you got to work the ball on these on these uh, you know on these holes. So I think that he's you know I think the pairings this year almost more so than any are more important than ever. And so it's it's you can't just you know put a guy that's a long hitter like DJ with a guy that's um, you know going to be able to you know, has a great short game or whatever. I mean, you've, you've got, there's going to be some creative thinking that I think Davis Love's going to have to do. I mean, to me, more than ever this year, the coaching or the, you know, the captains are going to play a big role in, in how this is going to play out. But um, there's a few pairings that I, I, I'd love to see. Um, yeah, I think, you know, DJ with a guy like, you know, just like a, a super, Pairing like DJ with Speed, you know something like that would be fun to see, or or a DJ with Mickelson. You know they're they're going to have to think outside the box because we've always in the Ryder Cup seemed to just sort of you know stay with the script. You know we never break the mold, and I think this year we need to break the mold and we need to you know try different things and and just see what happens. And so um, I don't know. It's going to be exciting to watch and. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't wait. I mean, what what are your thoughts about you know kind of well, how the pairings are going to go and and you know who's going to sit on certain days and 
you know, whatever else. Well, first of all, let me just give some basics. Just in case, you know, you're a listener who doesn't know a ton about the Ryder Cup. Like I said earlier, the U.S. does it once since 2008. You get a total of 28 matches, each match worth a point. If, you, uh, if you're tied after 18 holes, there is no playoff. You're just going to half the match. The team that gets 14 and a half points first is going to take home the Ryder Cup. If, if for some reason each team gets 14, unfortunately the Ryder Cup would stay with Team Europe. Um, on Friday and Saturday, which I'm really excited about this, on Friday and Saturday, in the morning you're going to have foursomes, which is alternate shot, and then in the afternoon you're going to have four ball, which is best ball. I'm really pumped as a as a patron this week to see the alternate shot go down. It's it's something that I've actually played in only a couple of times, but even just me playing with with friends in a in a tournament for a fundraiser is always fun. I, I feel like there's an added amount of pressure in alternate shot. And so I'm really interested to see that live and in person with the best golfers on the planet. Uh, and then, so that's the schedule for Friday and Saturday. And Sunday, obviously, you've got your 12 singles matches, which usually always comes down to Sunday and, and those singles guys kind of performing. So, you know, you can, you can kind of pontificate about pairings all you want, but that Sunday day is huge. That, that's a that's a big day for sure. Um, Friday, you're going to have coverage on the Golf Channel, so if you want to check that out, it'll be on the Golf Channel on Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, we get NBC for the coverage. As you mentioned, Hazeltine, obviously a pretty big – it's a big boy golf course. It's, it's time to put your big boy pants on. So Robert Trent Jones designed 70, par 72, 7,600 yards. It did host the PGA Championship in 2009, which is one of the – only times we've seen someone take on the tiger and and slay the tiger which was ye yang winning here at hazeltine at 09 to beat tiger um if you looked at the at at the leaderboard in 2009 one thing i found interesting is there are actually five european team members from this year's Ryder cup that made the cut in 2009 and actually four of them were top 10 um, which is pretty scary. That was not as not as good of a showing for the U.S. Uh, at that time. There are um, there could be three or four par fives over 600 yards on this golf course, and there and there are a couple par threes like in that 210 to 220, 225 range. So uh, it is a big golf course, and to me, uh, that that's. That's one of the reasons why I wasn't really a fan of the Ryan Moore pick. I, I just, I just wasn't that much of a fan. And and what was also a little deflating is just seeing how some of the Euros were playing on on you know on the weekend at the Tour Championship as opposed to uh, as opposed to you know DJ kind of fading, Ricky and or not Ricky but Bubba and uh, Spieth not really playing all that well. Although Bubba's not playing anyway now, but. You know, Spieth not playing very well. Uh, Walker didn't play very well. Moore, Moore did okay, which obviously earned him the captain's pick. Reed did okay, but you know, Rory just playing the way he did was was phenomenal. Um, so I, I don't I don't know, man. I, I felt a lot more confident before I saw Rory just turn it on and DJ just totally shrink over the weekend. Uh, I don't know that that's really an indicator of form going into Ryder Cup. You know, the Tour Championships a, a whole new ball game, but um, it's interesting. As far as pairings, you know, 
Baldo talked about a couple of key things. Obviously, that you tend to put a bomber with a bomber and a short hitter with a short hitter. So these guys are used to, you know, the bombers are used to hitting out of, you know, the rough or the pine straw because they're not as accurate. Whereas Zach Johnson is not used to that or the yardages are going to be off. And he also mentioned the ball, which I think is was often overlooked before he, he kind of brought that to my attention. You actually mentioned a pairing that I would like to see, but I don't think we're going to see it. You know, Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth are a pairing that have had a, a ton of success in match play and in Ryder Cup. They're kind of the, you know, the, the new young gun pairing that's been pretty dominant here lately, and I can see why. I mean, similar games for the most part, uh, but I would love to see those guys split and go with a DJ Brooks Kepka kind of deal. So either... Yeah. Either Reed with DJ or or Brooks and Spieth with the other, I think would be interesting because Reed and Spieth are long enough. They're not, you know, they're not. It's not pairing Ryan Moore and Dustin Johnson. I mean, they're nobody's Dustin Johnson long. I mean, Brooks Kepka and JB Holmes may be the only two guys that can even come close. But I think it would be interesting to see a Patrick Reed or Jordan Spieth who are long enough playing with DJ. And, and having that short game advantage and that wedge play advantage from those two. And the same thing goes with Brooks. I think that would be an interesting pairing, but I don't think the Captain Love and the task force will be will be splitting up the Spieth-Reed pairing. I could definitely see a DJ-Brooks pairing, which would be just the sexiest damn pairing on the planet. <laughs> I mean, I don't, know that it, I don't know that it could get any hotter than, than DJ and Brooks Koepka. Wow. Um, I mean, they're just two man dimes. They ju- it just is what it is. As long as neither one of them, you know, as long as DJ Gosh. doesn't doesn't, as long as DJ doesn't talk, um, <laughs> you know, th- th- I can guarantee there won't be a whole lot of conversation on that uh, on that pairing. But um, no, yeah, but... I could see, I could see Phil and Ricky playing together. They're kind of buddies. Ricky and Jimmy Walker. I, I think you'll see that for sure. Uh, I would, yeah, I would be, I I I would bet money on that that you're going to see a Ricky Phil pairing. And what do you think, like a Cooch-ZJ pairing, I could see. Yeah, this is, that's the boring pairing. Or Snedeker, I think that, yeah, that's going to be the boring one. Um, but the Ryan boring Moore. ones are probably going to win. Like, the boring yeah. ones are going to win yeah. constantly, but, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. If you're, if you're Captain Love, who is, who's sitting out the most? Um, which is hard to tell. I mean, because if a guy, if a guy you think is going to sit out for most of the tournament comes out in his first match and dominates, but I'm just saying, if you had to nail down somebody right now who really only sees, you know, one one match or so, who, who's that? Who's that going to be? I, I, as much as I like the guy, and I mean, obviously he he won the PGA this year. I, I think it's going to be Jimmy Walker. I think he's going to sit the most. Huh. I was gonna say I was gonna say Sneds. No, because not I don't think Sneds is gonna sit the most because of his putting. And I just think you you just got to you gotta have killers out there with, with the putting and I, I just I think that he's gonna I mean I could be wrong, but I mean I, I just I think Walker's gonna be the one that sits the most. Well let's talk about the European side. Um you know, I, I I'm not I'm not that. There's a couple guys on here I'm not that scared of. Like I'm not that scared of Fitzpatrick. You know, which props to the to the Euros. I mean, they have the advantage of 
having the Ryder Cup, obviously having some studs, but also being able to work in a lot of young talent to grow future you know, Ryder Cup for. So getting a guy like Fitzpatrick, Thomas Peters, this first-time Ryder Cup exposure is key. Um, but for some reason, I, I'm just not that afraid of, of, of Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'm not that afraid of Andy Sullivan. I think the guy's a head case. Now, he might totally – I mean, I, he's a good golfer. And in stroke play, I, Andy Sullivan is, is, is good. I think he is a total head case. So depending on who he's with or how things are going – be on the lookout for Andy Sullivan. Like, if we're on a hole where Andy Sullivan is, you got to watch for putter throws and stuff like that. <laughs> um, you know, Danny Willett, like, he's the Masters champ, and, and I like Danny Willett, but the dude has not played well since Augusta whatsoever. So, not in great form, but, um, but those are a couple guys I'm not really afraid of. I mean, Bello, Sergio, Rory, Rose, Stinson are all pretty, pretty scary. Um, I mean, you, you know, the super pairing here, I think, would be Rory and Stinson, clearly. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, what do, you, what do you think about the Euro team? Well, I mean, I think if you look at it, I mean, let's just be objective. I know that they have dominated us for the most part in, in the last several years you know, as far as winning the Ryder Cup. But top to bottom, I think the U.S. looks a lot better. Um, you know, there's some unproven guys on the on the European team, but they have just, for some reason or another, have, you know, tended to dominate us in this this style of an event. So um, you can't count them out. But for me, um, their team, I, I just, I mean, I don't, I don't think they stack up quite as well as, as we do on the, on the U S side. But um, and Roy is obviously playing incredible right now. And to me, I have always said when he is on his game, he's the best player in the world. And that is what he is right now. So I'd hate to be the one that's going against him on the U.S. side. I don't care who he's paired with. Um, he he is going to be an absolute beast. So, um, but this to me, it's just an interesting Ryder Cup. I, I, this this is going to be hopefully one of the better Ryder Cups that you ever see out there because you know both sides I think are hungry. They they both want to win. The, the 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 European team wants to show how dominant they are. The U.S. wants to finally you know kind of break through and win one. So uh, we're, we'll see what happens. But uh, you know I like you know I like both teams. But I, I feel like you know obviously I'm biased. But I feel like the U.S. team has a little bit from just from you know one to twelve. I feel like we're a little bit more solid. But but we'll see. There's there's too many. There's a few rookies on on both sides. But um, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. You're just an, you're just an ethno citric American. <clears throat> That's all. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <clears throat> mm. Well, it's good stuff. I hope it's one of the most exciting Ryder Cups in a while too, because we're gonna be there, and that's just gonna make it all the best. I cannot so, wait to be there. Cannot yeah, so, wait. So get plugged in to your TV if you're not gonna be there, and uh, and just cheer on Team USA. And for our Euro buddies, because we do have a lot of people that that root. You know uh, that that listen to us from from overseas. Um, we love you guys, but hey, we love yeah, we love we, you also. Uh, we hope you uh, we we hope you lose in the south <laughs> of of the United States. We would say something like, "Boy, I hope you get a mud hole stomped in your ass." You know, so we, that's kind of <laughs> what we would say. Um, 
I think that would be appropriate. So once again, you know, I just want to wrap it up. I want to thank everybody again for supporting Tour Junkies. We, we greatly appreciate it. We appreciate rotogrinders.com as well for having the faith in us and distributing our, our show through their channel and, um, and helping us kind of spread the word and get TJ out there to the ears of many more PGA fans and DFS fans. So check out rotogrinders.com. Those guys uh, put it out uh, every week. Just great content. Um, and you know, please share the share the rebrand, share the excitement with us. Share it on your social media channels. Tell some folks about it. Be on the lookout on the site in the next few days for a killer new website. And um, I would say go USA. Pat, you got anything else? No, that's all I got, man. Go USA. Great show, man. And uh, rest in peace, Arnie. Love the man. That's right. Love the king. All right, tour junkies. See ya. Oh! All new Ellen, mother daughter duo Kate Hudson and Goldie Hawn, plus the new bachelor, Colton Underwood. If all goes well, then I'm going to go back to his fantasy suite. Ellen, today at 3 on NBC4. Today is going to be the day we move ya. Come on and make the switch right now. Lose for today. Wake up with us. 4 to 7 a.m. on NBC4. Working for you.